What it do, DMV, episode 79 of Chirpin' DMV. It's the first local puck episode of the season. And I know you're glad we're back, even though not all of you are back yet. There's some high school teams that aren't playing. There's a lot of, pretty much every college team's not playing. Um, but we got a jam-packed episode for you. So the structure is going to be a lot like last season. We're going to have two to three interviews on every episode. But instead of just hearing me by myself clamoring out stats and stuff like that you don't really want to hear i got a new co-host this year it's the bobcat if you've been keeping up with us on chirping dmv he's a new member local guy uh but he's gonna be co-hosting with me all year we're gonna be breaking down some junior hockey high school hockey college hockey you name it but bob what's up man first one of this first one of season two how are you i'm feeling good man happy to be here i i think uh last time i was on was a, a playoff uh post game show but been yeah, chomping yeah. at the bit to get after it so happy to be part of the crew yeah, that's right. You you jumped on a couple of the post-game playoff shows. I remember the last one. I think it was game five. We had that sick-ass in our animation video for you. Yeah. Like attacking attacking Todd Reardon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got stuck. I got stuck at uh, the at the, the oh, now ex-girlfriend's house for that. So, yeah. yeah. yeah well, you look at my background animation. here. I'm stuck here now, so whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's it's good stuff, man. I'm excited because last year was last year was kind of wild in terms of these local episodes. So every Friday we're gonna catch you up on everything. And the reason we do Fridays is because college is only on weekends, juniors is only on weekends, and all the big high school games are on Friday nights. So the point of doing it on Fridays is we record on Thursday nights, and we'll get you we'll get everybody fired up for the weekend and the night ahead in terms of big matchups. Obviously, this year's whack. This year's whack, as we said at the top of the story, and as you guys all know, it's, there's not a lot going on here, but. So there's no college to talk about, unfortunately. We've got a loaded episode today, guys. We've got we've got everybody on. We've got Josh Gratton. Never heard of him. Not a bad interview to have. He's the new coach at Potomac at the Potomac Patriots. We've got our guy Alex Gross back on again, talking some George Mason, talking Torvier. And we got some MSHL people on. You know what I mean? They're he's gonna be talking about what they're doing for the season, how they're handling uh, the coronavirus in the Maryland Scholastic Hockey League. But Bobcat, let's jump right into it. Let's start with some junior hockey. Let's do junior hockey. We'll roll through the USPHL. We'll put the Grattan interview in, and then we'll get to the Black Bears, and we'll go from there. So let's start with the Richmond Generals. Our guy, R.C. Like, his team down there. Um, let's start with the elite team. The Why elite team is, uh, they're tearing it up. They're sitting in first place in the USPHL Southeast Division. 24-1 um, and one right now. Uh, I think they pick up after the break uh, today when the episode drops uh this weekend. So the elite team, um, per usual, taking care of business, ready to start the new year, it looks like. Yeah. And like you said, they are off and running their first place in that division. They're 24, 1, 0, and 1. So they got 20 wins, four losses, one OTL, one shootout win. They got 41 points. Uh, they've got a five point cushion on the Charlotte Rush there, uh, seven point cushion on the Carolina Junior Hurricanes, and the other two local teams I will get to here shortly is the Hampton Road Whalers and the Potomac Patriots um, sitting there at the bottom. So let, if let, I'm reading this correct, it uh, looks like they had a clean sweep of the uh, Christmas showcase that they did right before break. They knocked out uh, Florida Eels three rip, uh, Charleston Colonial six two, and then Atlanta three nothing. Florida Junior Blades, A2. So they should be off to a hot start here coming into the new year. Yeah, and they're buzzing. So, I mean, let's look at some of the guys here. I'm looking at the standings. I'm looking at the stats. Let's start with number 89, Ryan Kotz. I mean, <laughs> right winger, 23 games played, 23 points. That's not bad. 
That's not bad at all. He's a, he's a point per game guy. I mean, two power play goals, seven power play assists, nine goals, 14 assists on the season. Um, it seems like he's really carrying that team along with Mitchell Stegel. I hope I'm saying that right. Who's got 25 games played. He's got eight and 15 for 23, um, just under a point per game at 0.92, but he's also leading the way there. I, I mean, 89 is a good looking goal scorer. Number two, I, that's, that's a sharp looking Jersey number. Unfortunately, that was the number I wore my last year of competitive hockey. And I don't, I don't think I had a point, but good looking number. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, those two guys have been buzzing. Those are your two guys at 23 points. They got two guys at 19 and 19 with Declan Murphy and Gabriel Gabriel Page. Sorry, both at 25 games and 23 games each, respectively. I mean, they're getting production everywhere. I mean, I'm going down the lineup here. It's 23, 23, 19, 19, 18, and 18 with Cameron Williams and Cade Pollock. And then you got 15, 15, 14, 12, 12, 11, 11. And then you got guys in single digits at 9, 8, 8, 6, 6. But most of the roster has at least three plus points that's what you want yeah that's production looking like it's coming from everywhere uh the the nice thing if you look at um the roster on this elite team there's kids from all over the place so rc and his, his staff are doing a good job of recruiting um the last few years and and uh pretty much since their inception i would say um pretty good program maybe a little uh biased but i like rc and what he's doing a lot down there yeah, Arcee's our guy. He comes on a lot. He he will be back on soon. But um, let's get some some goaltending. Looks like stats only have stats on the website. Granted, we talked about this beforehand. The USPHL website sucks. Yeah, let's get it out of the way here. It's brutal. I uh, I used to coach in this league, and the website has never been any good. I wish Point Streak was still a thing, but this is brutal. Yeah, Point Streaks has its up and downs, but so they got two goalies here. Um, they got Hogan Nelson, or I should say three, Jaden Lee and Chase Golden, but on pretty USPHL site, only Jaden Lee's he's played 12 games. He's eight, three, and one. He's got that 307 shots against 25 goals against. He's had 218 goals against average, 919 save percentage, two shutouts in the early go. So, I mean, I don't know why the USPHL site only has Jaden Lee's stats on here when the team's played 25 something games and he's played 12 of them, but. It is what it is. Well, I mean, you, you have to. I mean, with the records that they have, it doesn't look like uh, uh, any goalies at fault at this point. So, I think goaltending is probably not an issue for the elite team of the Richmond Generals. No, but so let's like you mentioned at the top. Let's quickly breeze through the the their games played so far, and then we'll get to the Premier Division. So they started off with Charlotte Rush, a team that's right there nipping at their heels. Um, it looks like a four game, um, literally a four game just start to the season granted they're broken yeah, up for home and home oh no that's not even a home and home that was four straight four straight games, in charlotte uh, granted there's like yeah. two weeks in between but it's a six three gins win the three two gins win and they lost five four and then came back and won it six to five so the second place team in that division that's nipping at their heels they started off the season three or four of them and i know rc he's a big guy he's a big proponent of start the season fast start the season strong and then make it up as you go you don't want to I play know catch up on the DMV, year. but but Charlotte's another team in that that USPHL that is always uh, a perennial uh, favorite. But that's you know th- that's going to be some some competition for the rest of the year still. All right, off to the Richmond Generals. Roll Gins, baby. Hashtag Roll Gins. Uh, premier team. We just talked about the elite team, so let's get into it. Um, same thing, South Division. But hey, this is a third place team. I mean, still sitting at fourteen nine and one. That Charlotte team we mentioned earlier, they're just they're always kind of a powerhouse. They're 19-4-1. Uh, Bobcat 
And then we got the Hampton Roads down at fourth, Potomac at fifth. It's but hey, 14, 9, and 1, 29 points, but they're 10 points out of that first seed uh right there. So thoughts on the uh the Gens premier team here. Uh so I mean they're only what three games back from second place at this point, and then the second place team's only two games back. So it's still pretty tight in those top three, even down to the top four with Hampton. Uh, unfortunately, uh, a little bit out of reach for our guys down in Potomac at this point, but um, yeah. still well, everyone in play, yeah. the, the, you know, those, those usually top four teams. Fair. Yeah. But those, those top, but that's where our are, interview you know, comes in because he's going to change the culture there and get us changing the culture there for sure. But I mean, there's a, uh, there's definitely, um, a, a tight, tight race there. So those, that's a division that produces someone that's typically in the, the championship every year, at least in the bottom or top four. So again, uh, love what RC's doing down there. Uh, yep. good team. And, uh, see what they're doing for the second half of the year here. Yeah, let's quickly shout out a couple players. Number 48, Matty Wood. He's got 10 and 23 for 33 points in just 24 games. Uh, that's a good for 1.38 uh, points per game. You uh, that's got, a Utica College commit there. Yeah, you got uh, Adam Krofchalk, 10 and 18 for 28 in 21 games. You got Alex Cannon, who's got 25 points in 20 games. You got a couple guys just punching above the – I mean, you got – Nathan Solis, who's got 22 points in 10 games. You got a bunch of guys that are well above a point per game. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, they're definitely, definitely going to be pushing for a playoff position. I'm not 100 sure what's going on USPHL wise. I'll have to check in with some of my sources here. But um, as far as uh, you know, how protocols vary from state yeah. to state here. But it should be a tight race going into the second half of the year for for the premier team for uh, RC and the boys down in sure. Richmond. Love it. So let's stay local. Let's stay in the premier division. Let's go to the Hampton Road Whalers. Um, I mean, like I said, they're sitting there. They're sitting there in fourth. They're 12 and 12, 12, 12 and 2, I should say, 26 points, only three games, three points out of that Richmond Generals team. Um, this is a team that's perennially competing for a championship i'm honestly you know surprised that they're in the position that they are i mean off year perhaps uh who knows like uh everything that happens in the last 12 months i'm pretty much taking with a grain of salt um but i mean they've got kyle watson 25 games yeah, 40 points 40 points on how uh, he's 15 points ahead of of the, the closest guy on his team there um it looks like How's he's your backfield uh, yeah yeah right i mean but they've got they've got in you know 20 games, 26 games, they've got one, two, three, four 20-point scores, and then one 40-point score. So shout-out to Kyle Watson. Let's get that kid a commit here. Yeah, let's get him a commit. Let's. I mean, yeah, he's buzzing. He's buzzing. That's a, that's a guy that's doing all he can for that team. But, I mean, even looking over at the at the, um, at the the goaltending situation, you got two 500 goalies in Kenny Vault and Justin Smith, 8-8-1 eight, 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 eight and one and 4-4-1 four, four and one for Justin. It's... Both are above a three goals a game average. You can't have that out of any goalie, let alone a starting goalie. I mean, if your starting goalie is letting up three goals a game on average, not good. That's probably why you're five. Yeah, I mean, especially players. in that division, you spot you spot any of those top teams in that division three goals in a game. It's it's going to be tough to to battle. But um, I mean, again, that's a program that's pretty much always churning out commits and uh, national um, playoff tournament teams. So. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they're a team that really picks it up in the, the, the latter half or the shortened half or whatever we got going on this year, but, um, it's a tight race. So 
we'll see what happens again. Wouldn't be shocked if they make a bit of yeah. a push here. And then switching to the elite team, Hampton Roads again in fourth place, but they're only nine points out of first from the Richmond Generals there. Two points behind the Junior Hurricanes. They're 14-8-4 and four with two shootout wins. Hampton just, I guess, staying consistent across the board this year, sitting fourth. <laughs> and Yeah, again, that's another tight race. I mean, they're, what, one game out at this point, but they've yeah. got three games in – oh, no, they don't. The Junior Canes, they've got the most games played, and they're only at 32 points. So we'll see. They're going to have to get some help from somewhere else, I, yeah. I would think. And they've only got um, one guy that's above a point per game on that yeah, team. Yeah, right? um, again, I, I would never count them out of the hunt. Um, as far as, you know, things go here for, due to their, their past, but, um, with all the variables and things up in the air, yeah. uh, who knows at this point, but again, just, just to save myself from any like time stamps, I would not be shocked if either of those Hampton teams made a little bit of a push here. Yeah. Uh, three game losing streak for the whalers. I mean, granted they went and did a, um, the elite whalers, they went and did a three game series with Charlotte Russ rush lost four two seven one and six to three so they're back at it against the hometown richmond generals today tonight that's a big that's a big that's a big weekend it's a one and one one home one road and that that's a big weekend here in this elite league these kids have got to be so sick of playing each other every single weekend but at least they're <laughs> playing at least they're right. playing they had their showcases like uh, yeah. i'd be absolutely devastated if i couldn't play my last year junior so good for these guys glad they're still playing Yep, and we're not going to get too much in the Potomac Patriots here because they're about to kick it to Josh Gratton. But, I mean, it's this is a team that's usually at the bottom of that division. You know what I mean? It's a team that's been struggling for a couple of years now. I mean, just looking at the uh, Premier Division, they're 121-1 and um, as we sit here right now. And uh, let's go to the Elite Division real quick. That team as well is... Uh, let's see here. They are sitting at, sorry guys, the USPHL website is absolutely garbage and takes forever. That team is three 19 and one. So that, that it's a tough go again for the Patriots. They're, they seem to struggle a lot, but uh, our interviewer about the kick of two right now, Josh Gratton, new head coach uh, is looking to take this team in a new direction. All right, guys, we're now welcome on an awesome guest, the newest head coach of the Potomac Patriots premier team in the USPHL. 16 years in the pros, saw him win two Calder Cups, NHL stints with the Flyers and Coyotes, some time in the KHL, Denmark and France. Josh Gratton, man. Welcome to the show, Coach. How you doing? Thanks thanks for having me on. I'm doing pretty good, boys. How are you guys? Not too bad. Can't complain. How are things? How's the start of the season going for you guys? I know you're just kind of getting underway, but... Uh, it's, uh, it's been a tough road here to get going here, but uh, we're, we're trying to change it, uh, change the culture of everything going on here in Potomac. Uh, it's been a struggle for the start of the season, but uh, we got we just got a new goalie. We've got a couple other pieces that we just put in uh, in place here, so hopefully that helps change the, change the tables here. Love to see it. So we'll kind of jump right into it. We'll start right here. I mean, why the Potomac Patriots? You know, I mean, what kind of caught your interest and what was the selling point to bring you to this opportunity here? I just seen it. So they got a new owner and uh, a new ownership, new rinks getting uh, well. The rinks getting all renovated and everything like that. So it's it's a good opportunity to come and put my own stamp on things in town here. And uh, the owner's been nothing but great. And from the first day I got here, it's uh, I see that there's plenty of potential to uh, to develop a good program here. And it's not going to happen overnight. We all know that, but. Uh, with with a good owner and a good management staff, uh, that's that's half the battle right there. So we're uh, we're we're trending in the right direction. 
For sure. And we just kind of briefly mentioned it and we talked about it beforehand, but I'm sure you're familiar with it now. We got Hampton Roads, we got you guys, and we got the Richmond Generals all right here in this kind of DMV area. And kind of every year we're seeing Hampton and Richmond compete and win these national championships, whereas Potomac is struggling to kind of, you know, string together double digit wins in a season. So kind of what's your approach to flip the script here and turn Potomac into a contender? Well, I think I think it's got to start with uh, the culture in our room, and we're, and we got to kind of uh, emulate uh, what Richmond and Hampton do. In, in a sense, they uh, they take care of their elite programs first. It seems like, and and that's the way they they uh, <laughs> recruit, and then they then that just uh, it's a feeder system to their Premier League. So. Like uh, like I said, it's not going to happen overnight. And uh, you you develop young and you you feed them into your premiere, and they all learn the the same systems, the same ideas. Everybody's on the same page. So I think uh, what RC's done in Richmond is uh, is definitely the the right way to work this program. And everybody in the South Division, it seems to be juggernauts in this uh, mm. side. From from what Charlotte I heard. as well, yeah, yeah. So. From what I heard, like, uh, and I, I unfortunately, I've only got to play three teams since I've been here, and we we don't go very much further out of our division besides the showcase that we're going to play in, uh, in 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 December here at the end of the month. But uh, from what I've understood, uh, it's always the south uh, south south divisions that come out and do pretty well. So we're uh, we're 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 playing against these guys every night. So it would be nice to see where we really stand in, in the league instead of playing the top teams every night. But uh, a, a, as for the direction we're going to go, it, it's, you know, we're, right now we're just trying to compete. We're trying to get better. We're bringing in some pieces. And it's not it's it's not an easy thing to do with this COVID and, uh, and mid-season stepping into it. So, it's uh we're gonna have to look within within the organization right now and just tread in the right direction. Uh, touching on you know how you your style of play for for our listeners that may not have been aware, uh, Josh is definitely a, a rough and tumble kind of guy. Is that gonna translate in, into your coaching style at all? I mean the game has changed so much from uh, even when you were you know in the in the uh, American League and NHL and what what can we expect? for a Josh Gratton coach team? Like what, what's their identity going to be? Is that part of finding your culture as well? Or Yeah, that's going to be a big part of the recruiting. And for myself, I want coachable players that are going to compete hard every night and a tough team, but it's not a tough team as in fighting, a tough team as in a tough team to play against, physical and chippy, but uh, playing between the whistles, nothing stupid. It's just dis- disciplined hard hockey is, is what I, I preach right now. And, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting. This was my first summer uh, going into the recruiting phase, so I'm really excited to put my stamp on my uh, on this uh, program and get my own guys here. Yeah, love it. So reading the thing on the Patriots website about your hiring, it kind of mentioned your extensive hockey network and how you'll utilize that to help grow the grow the program. Are there any specific guys you have in mind that you think you'll bring in and use as a kind of a helping hand? Off the top of my head, we're gonna look. We're gonna look overseas for sure for some offensive players, and possibly I got a couple of options for uh, uh, European goaltenders as well. But you know, it's so it's still so early in the like in this season right now, and with the COVID situation this season, uh, not too much is probably gonna change besides yeah. a couple of players here and there, unfortunately. 
but uh, we'll definitely be uh, we'll be using all my connections. I have I know plenty of uh, plenty of agents and, and even just hockey players in general. That network that network opens up a lot of doors uh, in that sense too. So the the recruiting phase is exciting. It's, it doesn't stress me out too much because I have plenty of connections. I'm going to get uh, the pick of the litter of those those guys that that they all know. So that's exciting part uh, and and. Moving forward, right now, it's just trying to trying to look look at the uh, the local players, the local AAA players, mm-hmm. and, and start picking away at them because you're only as good as your local players. Uh, essentially, you can go out and get seventy five percent of uh, of imports, or or you, I call them imports just from when I was over in Europe. But seventy five percent of the, of your team being uh, out of, out of out of the area, but you still need that twenty five percent of the players to step up and move up and progress through through your minor hockey system, through the minor hockey systems around here. So that that's a big big thing, that, and that's kind of what I'm focusing on right now. Yeah, I mean, I guess kind of even the build up that a little bit too. The Caps have a massive damn alumni association around here. You got any, you got any connects in there? You might think you might reach out to or anything and a lot yeah, of them I know you, coach locally and stuff. Yeah. Their, their old uh, skills, skills coach, Dwayne blaze uh, was, mm-hmm. was my coach. He's from my hometown. So I was already in contact oh, yeah. with him. He, he's got a lot of uh, kids out of London, Ontario. He runs a great program there. So I've already been in touch with him. We were about to get, uh, get a player that he, he, he works with on a daily basis uh, for, out of London, Ontario. But unfortunately, with the COVID restrictions and bringing in Canadians, it's a bit of a headache and parents are a little, uh, a little apprehensive about bringing, letting their kid come, come to the States right now. But he, uh, he's one, for sh- one guy for sure that uh, I'll be uh, utilizing in that sense. Uh, and he, has, he knows a lot of connections around town here as well. So it's a it's a good thing. He's gonna come and 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 do a couple practices with with uh, junior guys when the borders up and up here too. So we're we're really tight, me and uh, me and Dwayne. So he he's definitely gonna be a big attribute to to this organization as well. There we go, Bob. That's two nights in a row of the London the London yeah. Ontario stuff right there. We're talking to Bryce Montgomery, who's the Maryland kid who's up there playing for the Knights right now. Okay, last night. yeah. Yeah, we, we I, I actually he trains at the gym that I'm part owner at so nice. when he's in London. Yeah, so that's awesome. Up. Yeah, we had him on last night. Yeah. Um, the the level of play that you're coaching, Josh, uh, um, is it more important? Do you think to develop talent or, or to have a, a win at all cost mentality? I know there's a fine line between that, and I think you, I mean, you alluded to it earlier when you were talking about how Richmond builds their program. Um, but what are your, what are your feelings there? I know, especially at this age, you know, where we're still trying to develop and and move kids on, but we also want to win, right? Yeah, I think, I think winning comes with that. I think, uh, I think in the first couple of years, and to be realistic, the first couple of years, you want to develop your program as a pipeline to, to schools and moving forward, that will bring in uh, winning teams and, and that will make the recruiting a lot easier. Older guys will want to come if they're in their uh, age out years or the year before that. Like they see that these guys have had a lot of guys going up to Division Three or moving up to NCDC. I think that's a that's a big part of uh, of, of recruiting the older guys, and that's going to come. And with older guys, championships come as well. But it's if for for me, I, I think developing the players at this age is a lot more important than, than myself winning a championship or the older guys winning a championship. Everybody, everybody in this league. Uh, premier or elite wants to move up a level right so right. And, and and championships come with good teams good nucleuses 
and and uh, it, it winner, winners if you win you get called you you move up so and everybody likes a winner and and that at the end of the day if you're a last place team and you don't win you're you're not those final guys that are going to get that last look and, and called up so i think those two go hand in hand in a sense for sure i i think that's a really good way of, of putting that um and you know especially all the downtime kids are having and uh, all the the quick hit social media stuff. The guys in the off season, you see them do all these little trick stick or stick tricks and stick handling drills. Like, what what are the important things that you you think guys should actually be doing in the off season that translate into into gameplay? Like, you know, shooting pucks, watching the game, lifting. Like, I feel like there's so many different avenues that players go down, and more often than not, they're not always the best direction, right? I, I personally, for myself, I, I think at, at a young age, all those skills and, and tight, tight corners and things you do, those practices, those, those skill, skill, uh, skill coaches you have, I think they, they're good. But as you get into junior, you got to spend time in the gym. You got to spend game like situations and, and work on your skating and strength and speed. I think I think your hands because in, in in the game situations you're not you're not going to have that pocket and be able to dangle like that you're, you're going to get hit and, and and it's it's good to have it's a good tool to have but I think at, at this day and age a lot of kids waste waste a lot of their time and effort on 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 just stick handling and, and going through those skills skill sessions which they're, I'm not knocking them they're good to have but I think that. I think they're overemphasized on, on a lot of on with a lot of players, a lot of coaches and parents. I think the parents like to see that stuff, and the kids love to see it. Mm-hmm. But but realistically, how often in a game do you really see any of that stuff used? Besides a couple a couple times a game, maybe. Right. So yeah, you can't do that at full speed. Like, we, what's the point, yeah. right? Like. Exactly. Well, I agree with you 100% there, Josh. I, that's that was my opinion. Uh, I, I, we see eye to eye on that one. Like I, I really, I really think that at, at the ages uh, of sixteen to twenty years old and sixteen to eighteen for sure, that they need those, they need those four to four to five days in the gym, a solid program, working out and putting on weight. Some some might have to lose weight. I'm not, oh, but the guys that have to lose weight usually have to get faster. So I think the speed, strength, and and on ice on ice ability, like going through full practices, game like situations, battle drills here and there, it doesn't have to be every day in the summer. But I think that goes a long way from getting you for getting you ready in camp. Then instead of using those first two months of of, of the season to get to get those that touches back or that physicality back, you know. Love it. So it's been a while since you played juniors. Shit, it's even been a while since Bobby was playing juniors up in Wisconsin. So curious to know kind of what your thoughts are on the differences from your time in junior to how the game's played now, excluding the whole COVID situation where half these leagues can't even fucking let your body check anymore. Yeah, I was just, I was just gonna say the, the, the referees, the referees, uh, and, and how they call the game is probably the biggest difference. I, they were handing out. Uh, Five minute majors are for my first four games. Like they were tic tacs. I think we had yeah. three every game, and, it's, and I, I I I respect it. I just think a lot of people are the refs are taking it a little overboard, and and it's 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 kind of it's taken away from the flow of the game. It's taken away from the energy of the game, and 
kids aren't trying to maliciously hurt someone. And if they do, they should be kicked out. They should be suspended. But a little tap in the back, in the face mask, shouldn't be a five-minute major and a game misconduct. Just the littlest things of that. But culture-wise, I think, I think uh, I think the speed is definitely and the skill sets are definitely a lot better uh, than than when I was. But it, I played more of a grind style game, and, and that's the way hockey was. And now it's now it's changing and and, and changing. I, I personally, I, I don't mind it. I think I think I think it could benefit if it went a little back uh, back a little bit of, of the grind style. But you know that's maybe up in NCDC or USHL. It's a yeah. little. Uh, a little better, a little faster, and a little more physical. But, you know, right now I'm, I'm still trying to get – it's still a learning curve for me. And I, like I said, I've only seen three teams, so I'm getting sick of seeing those same teams. So. <laughs> right? Just give us somebody yeah. different to fucking play yeah. once. Uh, when I was coaching, uh, one of the things that I liked – or one of the things I did, because I had no idea what the hell I was doing once I jumped on, is I kind of picked and chose things that coaches did that drove me nuts and things that they did that I liked and tried to – make my own kind of style in, in, in there. Are there, you know, coaches that, that you're relying on to, or not relying on that you've, you know, kind of built your style from, or is that something you're still trying to, to figure out? Like who are some of the coaches you think would, would be more impactful on, on your coaching career now in yeah. retrospect? Well, when I took this job, I'm still really close with uh, John Stevens, a head coach or assistant coach. He was a head, head coach of Philadelphia. He won right. the championship in the AHL with him. So I called him and, I, I talked to him for a long time, so I, I really look up to him and, and uh, try to model myself after him. And, and Mike Stuthers is another guy. We won a championship in, in the American League. But I think the, the most most of the things that I take out, out of being a pro from all the coaches I took, I think I take I take away like what I didn't like and what I wouldn't be like. What, what I just just like if a coach was hard on me in a certain way. I didn't like it. I don't, I try to make sure I don't do that. Or if a coach was nagging on or certain drills or certain ways, the coach was, I, I took more of the negatives away to make sure I don't do that. And then the positives. And then every day is a new day for me. And it's all, and it's also new and learning. And I'm just trying to, trying to learn. It's managing 22 personalities and, uh, trying to, trying to be, make them one and, and like one big team is, uh, it's a challenge, but it's it's definitely when it, when it starts coming together, it's definitely gratifying to see that it's all coming to fruition there. Yeah, especially come, getting them to come together at the age they're at. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You think players on your team might be a little more behaved with you at the helm, knowing you could kind of dummy one with a few quick jabs and see if they fuck around in practice or anything like that? <laughs> I, I think I think they, I said, I think they know. That I sent a good message early. I, they were messing around for the first couple of days of practice, not not buying in, and they got a good bag skate. So I don't have to do anything except blow that whistle now, and they're pretty uh, pretty too content and, and, and attention 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 to detail. So everything's good that way. Love it. So kind of going back, tying in culture, kind of one more time, and kind of tying in the recruiting because you said that the recruiting stuff's just kind of new and it's different. So. Do you have this kind of local first mentality or you'll go outside first or it's just whoever is the right fit? And are you building that culture based on who you have now, around who you have now and switching it up kind of as it goes? Or are you sticking to your your main points there? Uh, you know, it, like I said, it's still only seven games in. I'm still trying to see what I have right now. But 
Yeah. As as far as the locals, there, uh, there's good systems go around this area, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to tap into that and, and get get. I mean, I've been watch. I went and watched a bunch of AAA games already. Little Caps and and Maryland, and then yeah. I got a couple connections. Uh, um, Scott Scott Lowe is uh, another guy that I've been talking to around here. He runs some 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 programs outside of Maryland. So I'm just using all my connections locally, and I'll start I'll, I'll start for sure uh, trying to tap into locally first. Well, because I'm here and uh, and I have that ability to do so, and then come end of season see where we're at because uh, at, at this age kids kids change a lot. Uh, a, guy, a couple of my players could be on the third fourth line. And come by the end of the year, they develop, they grow, they mature. And they're all of a sudden go-to guys and they get a summer, full summer under their belt. And then they're that much bigger, that much stronger. So it's tough to go and jump the gun on things until you really see what you got yeah. inside your organization. Um, switching things up a little bit now, more you questions as opposed to PPAT stuff, but yeah. Looking back on your your long career, like is there a, a specific period, a specific team, a specific level that that you look past or look back on like the most fondly? I mean, obviously winning two Calder Cups uh, is, is a big thing, but what what was like the the best years you would say? Well, uh, those, those are definitely memorable years, uh, development wise. The year in Philadelphia when we won, developing it and really realizing that I was going to be an NHL hockey player or. or have a longer career because it, it was all a pipe dream for a long time as a junior. You never really know, and, and your minds and interests are else, elsewhere. But uh, going over to Russia, I really used, uh, had a great experience and, and some really bad experiences as well. Yeah, so hell yeah, all of uh, all, <laughs> all of the all of the European cities and, and everything. I'm just so grateful that I got to I got those life experiences. And as hockey memories, I can't I can't pinpoint one or two because I was so fortunate enough to have so many. So well, you lived in San Diego, Charleston, yeah. Phoenix. You didn't yeah. have a bad lineup there. Yeah. No, I was about to no. say, if you really want to get the in depth of these stories, go listen to the last Chicklets episode. You hear <laughs> yeah. all the crazy shit that went down in them. Yeah, I definitely lived in, in some good spots. Uh, no complaints there, that's for sure. Uh, and my last question for you, Gratz. Um, yeah. I know you were planning on coaching college this season. Um, is that your your aspiration still to get back to the collegiate level, whether that's in the U.S. or Canada, or where 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 is your where's the 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 end goal for you coaching? You just want to keep grinding and keep going, or uh, essentially you want to get to the highest level as you can. But right now my focus is is here and building this program out. I have committed to this place for or for this team for the next three years and. If an opportunity does arise, it has to be something good, and and and, and every everyone wants to get it to the best best level they can. But you know, right now for me, it's more about developing the kids that I have and that I'm responsible for. And if an opportunities come, I'll, I'll cross that bridge when it comes. Love it. So last one here for me. Coach, I don't know if he's ever spent much time here in the area in D.C. when you're traveling or anything with teams, but non-hockey-wise, when you actually get a chance to get out of the rink, what are you looking forward to? Oh, you know what? It's like funny you say that. I haven't been able to do much. I've been, I've been at the rink a lot. So I definitely go go watch watch a couple Caps games when things and things normalize here. I got Nick Dowd, a good buddy of mine, is, is on the team, and we won a championship in, in Manchester there. And uh, – 
I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm a sports guy, so I like yeah. to go watch football, watch watch some hockey games, and other than that, monuments and museums not my style. So, no, I'll, uh, no, no. no, I'll just uh, I'll just stick to the sports scene for for the for the time being. Love it. Yeah, if we can get the XFL back here, those were a party yeah, last year. No You'd doubt. love those, man. You'd love no those. Doubt. But yeah, that's all we got for you, man. Like we said, Perfect. guys. If you want to go listen to some crazy stories he's got, go listen to that last Chicklets episode. But, Coach, it's been a pleasure. Looking forward to see what you can do with this Potomac Patriots team. We'll be following you, and we'll be keeping in touch. I appreciate it, guys. It was a pleasure. Thanks again to our guy Josh Gratton for coming on. It's, it's, it's awesome seeing a guy like that here in the area coaching a junior team. But, Bobcat, we didn't do this off the jump. And um, Gross brings it up in his interview here. He talks about how many times we um, – or I guess not we as – he singly it's on instagram but we're gonna show it it's him dancing you getting a goal but talk take us through you a bit take us through your background you've been on some stuff before but i don't think you've ever really sat down and told the people who you are no i think we chopped it up a bit uh back in back in the day when you guys were first trying to get the legs up here but uh you know me and billman played uh youth hockey together all growing up through Bowie. Um, played a little bit after youth hockey, a little bit of junior hockey, and a now defunct uh, college hockey league. Um, but grew up in the DMV, Bowie hockey product through and through. Uh, coached, scouted, trained, worked in hockey a ton. Now I'm finally back in Maryland and could not wait to jump on the Chirpin DMV team here. So uh, longtime listener first-time uh, co-host. Yeah, it helps to have somebody on that obviously we know and that I played with and know very well, but also somebody that like is very in tune with the, the whole junior landscape, the college landscape, the high school landscape, and that's all that goes into it. So our last thing on the junior agenda, we're not going to do any college today, so we're going to talk about the Maryland Black Bears here. They're going to kick it to Alex Gross. Um, so let's talk, let's talk some Black Bears stuff. Let's, let's start with commitments. We've had a couple commitments this year. Brendan Hill, Lake Superior State, D1. Brian Huggins, Lake Superior State, D1 as well. Cam Gadot, Northeastern, Daniel uh, Colabufo, Holy Cross, and Seth Bergeron, Stevenson University, ACHA, or not ACHA, NCAA D3. He's staying local, but that's five commits right there that Black Bears have already with uh, four, four D1 guys and a D3 guy. Yeah, and this is what their second year uh, in the North American League in Odenton. For, yeah. for those of you that do not know, um, this is a very high level of hockey. And they're, they're Very constantly churning out, <laughs> churning out guys that are in the uh, um, NCAA. And uh, this league also, you know, is a, is a league that gets people into the, the USHL. And some of those guys would have been in perhaps the World Junior Tournament you just watched. But I think this is the second year in a row that the Black Bears have had somebody leave early to go to BU. Is there one commit that I uh, we didn't talk about there? Is that Thomas Jarman going to BU early this year? Well, not the first guy because let's not forget our reoccurring guest, one of our best buddies, Wilmer, Wilmer Scoog. Wilmer Scoog. I said not the first time. Yeah, the so Swedish rocket baby. Here. Yeah, we need to get him back on here. Always enjoyable. Yeah, but again, I mean, this is uh, this is the highest level of hockey that we have had in Maryland. That is, yeah. uh, I mean, I'd say uh, since, since the, the icebreakers. Uh, since the icebreakers, yeah, honestly, so, ECHL since um, the icebreakers out of show place. Yeah, I mean you can't you can't really go to games in person, but jump on hockey TV and these are guys that you're going to see in the NCAA and look at the alumni of the North American Hockey League. The, these are these are guys that will play professional hockey. Yeah, every time I see that team, they've been the Minot Minotaurs. I think of that one movie. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I want to say it's got Paul Rudd in it, and they drive that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, grown ups. 
Grown well, ups. No, is it no, not grown ups. It's uh, I know what you're talking about. It's got. Oh, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna uh, get it. Sean Beyonce Williams pouring Scott. sugar on my dick. Beyond, that one. It's, they have to go watch the kids, uh, but they have to yes, go watch yes, the kids. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Uh, Sean William Scott, Paul Rudd. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm looking it up right now. But I think of that. Right. I think Role of models. that. Tr- yeah, models. I think of that. Tr- they're yeah, the energy drink is Minotaur. Yeah, Minotaur. So every time I say Minot, is that right? Minot, Minotaurs. Yeah, my not. I always think of that movie. So that's. A I wouldn't know how to pronounce it from. if I didn't go to college an hour north of it. Honestly, so Black Bears eight four two and one two OTLs one shootout loss. We just went through their commits for the season. Uh, they start the season. They lost to John. They split a series with Johnstown. They lose seven six, but win four to three. That's a team they've usually struggled against. That's a team that's a lot of the time uh, has the Black Bears number. Uh, then they go off to New Jersey. They win two straight games five to three five or four five to three and four to three. Uh, you'd love to see it in the Danbury Jr. hat tricks uh, come into town and beat the Black Bears two games in a row. But so they're like you said, eight four two and but um so they come in and so the Danbury Jr. hat tricks is that the minor league team, the Gordy's team? Uh so that's the same town. <laughs> I don't know if the FPHL is actually pl- oh some of the FPHL is playing this year. Oh yeah. sorry, the hat tricks. I, I the the. F- I don't even know what it's the fed now or the federal professional, whatever. Yeah. I don't even think they're playing at this point. They might be, but uh, if they've got a home for a junior program yeah. right on. Love it. So a lot of games left. I mean, next game tonight, they, they start their two game series with the New Jersey Titans out in New Jersey. Uh, they're on the road, the series after that in Maine, and then they're back home for a four game stand against again, Maine and Dan Barry. Uh, but Bob, they go to the April 24th, but who are some guys we should kind of look out for on this team that have been buzzing? Uh, right now, I mean, Hunter McCoy is leading the team in scoring. I also believe that he is a uh, rookie. So first-year guy for the Black Bears right now, 14 points in 15 games. Um, Garrett Soldil- oh, can't even pronounce Sizzledowski. that. Soldowski. Uh, and then Daniel Colabufo. Uh, those guys are all triple or double-digit scorers right now. Uh, Connor Cole and Reed Leibold also 10 points. And Luke Mountain is a, a returning player as well. Yes. So those guys, that. yeah, Luke Mountain, uh, fun player to watch. Like I've, I've said before, get on hockey TV, watch these guys. This is uh, the second best level of hockey you're probably watching in the area. Love it. So with that being said, guys, here's your Black Bears roundup. We'll start to get more in-depth with it, obviously, since we can start keeping up with him on a weekly basis um, instead of sitting here taking 45 minutes of your time going game by game. But let's kick it over to our guy, Alex Gross. <laughs> All right, guys, we now welcome on a reoccurring guest. Been here time and time again. It's Alex Gross, uh, coach over at George Mason, PWI, some Tor VA stuff. We're going to get into a lot of it, but Gross, man, what's happening, buddy? Good to see you. Good to see you. Glad we're uh, all staying safe here in this uh, pandemic, but it's uh, good to catch up with you over Zoom. Yeah, it's good stuff. So, I mean, I guess last time we talked, we were talking about because we were we had the documentary in the works, and then I, it looks like both their seasons got canceled, and they're both back home already. And yeah, yeah, uh, my Trevor brother and, and Trevor brother. Mack were both yeah. overseas, and yeah, they got they got canceled. I think my brother still might go back to Sweden, but it's yeah. kind of he doesn't know. Yeah, sorry, fans. We had a. I mean, we're we're still gonna do it once they get once they both start their seasons back up. We're gonna do it. It's a kick-ass documentary of both of them overplaying playing in Paris, playing in Sweden, all that good stuff. But um, you've been you've been doing much in terms of like men's league, anything like that you've been playing? Because I know most of the stuff we're about to talk about, you haven't been really able to get on the ice much outside of the coaching stuff. But Yeah, I mean, I've been uh, – I think our St. James men's league is once a week Tuesdays. Uh, I haven't been since probably December. But 
Um, yeah, I think we got a game next week. So I've been playing once a week and then some roller hockey here and there. Yeah. We go to some small tournaments and outside in uh, quarantine, we went out to this outdoor rank just like a few of us and played all the time nice so i mean you two know each other bobcat you know gross gross knows you do we want to do we want to go ahead and get this out of the way now or we can wait it's up to you. uh yeah i mean uh hey good to see you. it's only been about yeah. eight years buddy so me yeah. and grossy played uh oh wow is there yeah i believe we here? have a clip here so oh, uh here's gross i think that's you 97 back there bob on d yep. kind of mishandling the puck there giving it right to oh, him oh no and yeah, that's that's an easy talk. Man. <laughs> you teed him up <laughs> right off the bat. I didn't even get a chance. I mean, I didn't uh, oh, Gross said it to me beforehand. Well, he texted me when I was texting him. Was it today? It's a yesterday? good one, man. That was the longest was season like, of my dude, life. I think I think that that's the like longest 10 years season of my ago. life. Yeah, that's 2011. 2011. Oh, yeah. That's that's wild to think. Yeah, that yeah, was the my life. What, what was the Frederick team? Freeze. Yeah, it was a tough, tough team. We're like the two worst teams, so when we played each other, it was a good game. But other than that, I think yeah. there's a few other teams we could beat, but most, some of the teams are real good. Well, to be yeah. fair, I'd like to, uh, for the record, I, I was a forward that year, most of the year. <laughs> I mean, regardless, the, regardless, the clip's going on Instagram tomorrow. Yeah, that's tough for me. That's a tough look. I gotta, stuff. I gotta redeem myself. The worst part was, uh, the rink was under construction, so I had to go hop in the showers afterwards in a trailer with this guy. Oh yeah, that was the other one. That's was right. it? Yeah. yeah, at the the Haymarket rink. Yeah, you had to share showers with the other team. Yeah, well, Billman, you know what? I actually just dug up a a scrap from like eight years ago from juniors. If we could like post that afterwards to save myself a little bit, it wasn't against Grossy, but you know, it makes me look a little bit better. We can do that. We can Dude, do that. My, my beer's foaming over. I got nothing going for me today. Yeah, you're having a rough go of it. I mean, we we put the clip on. We'll put the clip on Instagram. It'll be on Instagram. Uh, today, just go to Instagram, check it out. But let's get into the worst it, part is I talked to Billman two separate times on the phone today, yeah. and he didn't tell me this. So thanks. Oh, I, we'll, I wasn't gonna fucking on. ruin it. But, uh, <laughs> let's get into it. Let's start with George Mason. I mean, every time you yeah. come on here, it's pretty much the George Mason talk. I mean, this was supposed to be your guys' first year in Division One. Um, obviously, with stuff going on that's not happening. So, kind of give us an update of what's actually going on with George Mason. What's going on with the season right now? What's what's some news that you can give us here? Um, I mean, we had some practices first semester. We were approved by the school following all the rules based on, you know, certain protocols and all that. And then we just don't really know. They haven't made any final decision, but it just doesn't look like we're going to be playing uh, this year now that it's January already. And as everyone knows, like cases are going up. So that's kind of the uh, the call there on the, uh, the university's head. So it's not looking like we're gonna play but which is you know it kind of sucks first year going division one acha we had a lot of a lot of good kids come in this year made a pretty good looking team so it is what it is but just spending time now you know well, we were kind of talking about this beforehand but is there any like uh so say the season gets canceled because this isn't ncaa basketball or ncaa football you're not ohio state where they're going to grant you eligibility for another year even after you're done school is there anybody you guys like any key players you guys are going to miss due to this off season or this season that's not going to happen because of Corona. Right. So we're losing Jackson Harnwa, who would have been our, he was our captain this year. He is his, uh, was his last season. So we'll lose him. Um, ACHA did grant an extra year of eligibility. Okay. But it's right. You have to still be in school. Um, <laughs> and so a lot of guys are, uh, a lot of guys, you know, they're done with school and graduate. Right. So mm-hmm. kind of is what it is, but 
you know, we're getting Cam Smith back for another year, so that's big. Mitchell, he's, he's, he's not a bad player. He's gonna put up what triple digits. Hopefully, he's got. I like, mean, he's gotten fifty goals in every season so far, right? Yeah, this is in D three, so it'll be a little tougher for him, but I don't think it's gonna slow him down much. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, Gross. You get five years for ACHA. Yeah, I think that's the uh, the rule now for D one. I'm not sure about the other levels, but I know it's five now. So you guys at the point now where you're just kind of going to call it a wash? I mean, obviously there's still a chance that news comes out that you can play, but like, fuck, by the time like February rolls around, how, how easy are they going to be able to just like, hey, let's get a season in and play however many games we need to play, qualify for nationals, this, that, and the other. Right. Which, I mean, speaking of, we haven't spoke since then. Talk us through that last year. You guys yeah. were looking, you're, you're pushing for a national championship. You know what I yeah, mean? You yeah. have a very good team. And so take us through the Last year in D3, was that, you think you had better chances there or? Um, I mean, last year, yeah, I mean, we had a good shot. We had the auto bid to nationals. We were going to go to Dallas, have a great time, yeah. had had our matchup set and everything for the round robin play. And then COVID hit right at the right time or wrong time, right? Yeah. Because so, that everyone, hit like the, the weekend of, you guys were like kind of supposed to go down there and leave because you're supposed to leave what, mid-March? Yeah, I think it was like the week before we were going to leave that they canceled it. Um, yeah, it was, it's tough, but it's been tough for everyone. You know, well, what was kind of the initial reaction from the team though in that um i think a lot of guys are just like kind of down you know especially like some of the leaders guys like uh trevor mack who's been there for a bit mm -hmm. and you know done a lot and you know one last shot at it and just to go yeah. to dallas too right that's a pretty fun place oh, great so time. one i mean even you know every national tournament that anyone's been to they'll tell you that you know it's just fun playing for something like that love it so, yeah, obviously that, that, that's tough. This season's tough, but there is kind of a shining light on all of it. You guys are building a new locker room. I mean, yeah. you mentioned it one of the first few times you were on. Um, you guys are starting to up your game, being D1 now, this, that, and the other. You got you to become attractable. You know what I mean? You got to become attractable yeah. to these recruits, this, that, and the other. So kind of take us through the locker room, this, that, and the other. Bobby, Bobcat, I'll send you some uh, – screenshots he sent me of like the design they have but it's looks like one of those circular locker rooms like they got in the pros it's a separate room you got coach's office all that good yeah stuff. did so, curb curb ever show you his old locker room no. uh no in uh Owatonna. i mean uh i mean uh yeah still still city yeah man it, yeah we had the uh the na the old na team north american league team locker room it was pretty slick but yeah send me that stuff i'm like a still a gear nerd like locker I'll, room nerd like i love all that i'll shit. send it right now while gross takes us through it all but yeah, talk about it. Yeah, I mean, yes. So, I mean, we've been in the works on it for a while. COVID hit and definitely put a, a slowdown in it. But um, we're, we're figuring everything out, the logistics. It's going to be a 40 by 60, uh, what is it? Yeah, facility. So it's not just the locker room itself. It's going to be a whole, you know, walk-in, lounge, coach's room, et cetera. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're excited about it. It's going to be awesome to have at Prince William. And then uh, on top of that, as you said, recruiting, it's great for recruiting. So that's, that's big. And just, you know, it's helping us move to that division one level and the standard that we want to set of, you know, being a great program, being an opportunity for Virginia players to stay in state yeah. and, you know, play competitive hockey. And, and well, you're mentioning recruiting. Uh, I know you, you obviously right there at the end mentioned keeping guys in state. Are you focusing on, making sure that you're getting local talent, like in a year that, you know, that we're in right now, how much recruiting can you do in person or how much of that is, you know, word of mouth or watching film? What's, what's recruiting looking like for you now? Right. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of hockey TV, 
so I have we have the account. I'm watching junior games and kind of watching what I can. But uh, and then, you know, having connections, reaching out to coaches that you've talked to before and, you know, getting in contact with the players. Um, usually you send an email to a coach asking for information on a player. They send it back to you. So it's, it's pretty good. It's, you know, not too hard. Talk on the phone with the kid and, you know, hope you get them. I mean, we're going for both, as you said, Virginia. Like we definitely want to have I mean, it's a it's a good option. It's like I think 12 grand for undergrad for a year. So. Mm-hmm good option for them and then we also you know talk to anyone that we like that's playing juniors that kind of fits the mold that we're looking for and you you are looking for guys primarily that now that you're you know a division one program that have that junior experience like that that's still a big jump but i think there's a lot of uh i wouldn't say misinformation but not a lot of information out there for maybe some of our listeners about you know that acha d1 Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a really, it's a pretty good level. Like my freshman class at Iowa state was seven NA players and myself from I was in the OJ last year. Yeah. And it's, it's a fast, it's a fast level and it's, you know, it's competitive. So that's, you know, that's kind of, we're going mostly now we're kind of shifting towards 21 year old freshmen. Yeah. The age outs of juniors is kind of the primary recruiting target for the teams we're going to play against. So that's, yeah. that's mostly our target. I mean, here and so there, saying, are you kind of off the trying to get seniors from high school straight in unless they're like elite talent? Sort of. I mean, it depends on the kid, right? It's uh, yeah. we go out, we watch games or we watch some film on them. But some of the top double uh, A guys, triple A guys, if we think they're ready, then we'll bring them in as an 18 I ask because one kid that comes to mind is, didn't you guys get Quinn Alley, that Hagerstown yeah. kid? We Stunt. got Quinn. Big, yeah. tall, fucking defenseman, real good. Yeah, Quinn was impressive all fall at practice, and actually is a good s- story for Quinn. He, because uh, we once we realized we're most likely not playing, I talked to Josh um, at the Patriots and said, "Hey, I got Quinn and Christian Barrett, two guys that are 18 and can play for you." And he throws Quinn out there. He's been playing on the Premier team, doing well. We'll have to Love circle it. back with Gratz. Hey, Grossi, uh, if it if it you know, for continuity purposes here. I also, uh, I think I'm on the receiving end of some Iowa state highlights. I got to play in that barn a few times. I was pretty tough. So, uh, yeah. you, you've, you've got a, a few connections there that have wheeled by me. Yeah. That's a, it's a fun, that's a fun barn. It's, it was a good place to play. I really liked it and close right on campus, which was nice. Yeah. We toured the facility. That's a sick place too. Yeah. Was that's crazy. Great, great cool. Let's keep going here. Prince William Ice, take us through that because I believe you're coaching Mites there. You started your own skill development program and doing lessons, this, that, and the other. So kind of talk about the Mites first and then let's get into your own thing. Yeah. Well, I started with just doing lessons. RJ said, hey, you know, you're at Prince William. Do you want to do lessons here? I was like, yeah, sure. Like, sounds good. And so I started that and slowly kind of building it a bit, getting some clients, trying to stay consistent and um, then this fall since, or December, since I wasn't going to be doing the, uh, Mason, um, they asked if I wanted to help out with the mites. So I said, yeah, why not? So it's been fun. Those, those kids have energy fun, <laughs> but it's a fucking nightmare too. Right. Yeah. I mean, at times when they're just like hitting each other in line and just don't know how to stand still, but overall it's good. I mean, there's, they work hard and they love playing. So it's, you know, it's fun helping out it's just a different different style of uh help i think what it also of- definitely i'm oh, sorry coach oh you're good go ahead i was gonna say it also i think 
how does that, you know, does that help you at all when you're, when you're coaching? I know I've had to, you know, do lessons with little kids. I've coached junior players. Like there's, you know, different ways you talk to different people or different players. It's, it's just, it's kind of fun. Like you're saying, you know, those little guys are so excited to just be out there, but does that make you uh, kind of, you know, you have to be so much more clear when you're explaining things to those kids, right? Yeah, I definitely noticed it. I've been doing lessons with kids from like eight years old to junior guys. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's just exactly what you said. And you know, that it's like kind of different energy you got to bring or different style, but it's same with everyone. Every person's different. Right. So it's kind of adjust. And but yeah, the might specifically it's, you gotta, it's what you said, be, be real clear. So for those listening, we've got a real polished, uh, skills coach here. Also a, a good head coach, uh, pumping the tires a bit. He's doing it all. <laughs> but what I was going to ask is like, what's your clientele? Like, like what's the age range? Is it kind of like anywhere from do you have mites coming in all the way up to like, I mean, a lot of these skills clinics, you like over at first line with Sandy, you got guys coming in that are like just trying to be better adult league players. Cause they just started playing five yeah. years ago and they're already 42. You know what I mean? Like what's your clientele like, and do you tailor each lesson obviously specific to the player? Or do you kind of have a set game plan you go on and then tweak it a little bit to each player? Or do you create a new one for each guy? Yeah. So I have mites through uh, some, some junior players. Um, and I've been kind of, doing it and then right through right i have some squirts peewees bantam yeah. um and all like you know some guys that are lower like house league learn more learning younger and up to guys that are pretty good like double a triple a guys so exactly what you said with the drills like i have a similar warm-up i like to do a skating but mm -hmm. even that like the whole lesson you know you have to tailor it to the skill level because you know Right. That's, that's how you develop. You got to figure out where they need, you know, yeah. what they need and how you, how you're going to. Exactly. So anything you else want you want to touch on that there, Bob, or should we get the to tour VA here? Uh, I'd love to hear about tour VA. Yeah. I'm interested about it. Cause you've been, you've been telling me about it a little bit. I've been seeing it on your Instagram. I followed the Instagram today and talk about tour VA. Is this like a men's league roller hockey team or are you, are you recreating the mad dogs in a way or what's going on yes yeah, it's a another a, mad dogs callback yeah it's a bit of a uh it's a bit of both i would say we're because we've been like me and some of the guys i play with have been playing men's league at dallas sports bucks for a few years and go to tournaments and stuff but it's more of a uh tournament team and then we're entering this p it's called the piha i think it's professional mm -hmm, inline mm -hmm. hockey association league um, we're going to be in the minor division, but we got a good group of guys and I think we, have, yeah, we have two teams. So yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. That's the adult stuff. Yeah. Love it. But you're starting youth programs in it too, right? Yeah. So that's our announcement. We're going to reach or officially announce it on Monday, I think, or breaking on news. The website, right. Yeah. This is breaking. So breaking it's news. Be, <laughs> right. It's, uh, it's just basically a youth roller hockey program. We're trying to bring it back a bit. And roller hockey for me, when I played growing up, was always just, yeah. you know, one practice a week, if that. Um, as you got older, it was less. And then it just tournaments. One day tournament, you play like five games. It's always so fun. So we're doing uh, 2013s, 2012s, 11s, and 10s. So I think that's 10U and 8U. Make you feel old, Billman? Well, I was literally just shaking my fucking head like, God damn, 2010s, 2011s? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. The year I graduated high school. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, me too. Oh, uh, that's nuts. Well, I love that though. Yeah, so you're, you're so there's going to be a, there's going to be a youth program and then are you, are you, are you going to play on the professional team? Yeah, yeah, and the minor. Yeah. It's a minor. Minor professional yeah, team? Yeah, just a few, few guys that we've been playing with for a while. We're going to play on that. 
Um, you guys going to be just going to tournaments like you were saying? You're going to be going from town to town, or is there a regular season? Or yeah, for that one, for that one, there's like uh, 12 games you have to play, and you kind of schedule it against other clubs, and just you know, kind of operates like that. And you go up and play like two teams, so four games in a day, pretty pretty easy. Love it because most of the guys are working adults, just playing. Yeah, hard. yeah. Play it. You don't have those I, men's league hardos wearing half shields, throwing their sticks in your face. Listen, no, buddy, I wear the half shield. Hey, I'm fine wearing a half shield. I got a ten fifty. I got a ten fifty game tonight. Dude, there you go. I, I, if I'm six three, six five on skates, if you're hitting me in the face in men's league, I'm pretty upset. Just keep yeah, your sticks down. Yeah, <laughs> keep your sticks down. Love PSA, it though, but, keep your sticks down. Yeah. yeah. But gross, man, as always, we appreciate you coming on. Good catching up. We got to get together soon because you're living five minutes down the street from me now. Yeah, you're in Arlington. yeah we got to catch a beer eventually here. Yeah, I'd yeah, love yeah. to do that. I'm going to stay off the ice against you, though. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> I've slowed Check now. Instagram. And you'll, like we said, we'll Never see was why. Like we said, yeah. gross, Alex Gross, plenty of times been on. Going to be on plenty more times. But as always, appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, thanks again to our guy, Alex Gross, for coming on. As always, just such a beauty. We love talking to him. Um, yeah, it was a blast. Yeah, for you, maybe not. So <laughs> let's, let's, let's finish this episode. Let's touch on some high school hockey. We're not going gonna to touch on the CSHL and the NBSHL, and then we got the M- MSHL commissioner, Joe LaCour, popping on at the end here to kind of take us through the season here. But let's start with the NBSHL. Not every team's playing. We got three divisions this year, the Smythe, the Patrick, and the Adams. Four divisions plus, oh, sorry, the Norris. Looks like everybody might be playing. I can't remember how many divisions the NVSHL usually has, but you got Riverside leading that Norris division at 4 2 and 1 with nine points, followed by Independence. Briar Woods, 5 0 oh, 1, 11 points, followed closely by Broad 1. Uh, and that's Smite Division. That's a very good division. You got Stonebridge in there too. You go to the Patrick, you got Yorktown and Battlefield. You got a 6 and 1 Yorktown team. You got a 5 and 0 oh Battlefield team. And you have to also have a 5 and 1 Kettle run slash Liberty team. So that, that, that division's close. That division's close right there. And then it finishes up the Adams division, Madison three, one and one McLean three and three. Uh, that's usually the division you don't really have to worry about. I mean, Langley won their state championship two or three years ago, but outside of that, I'm looking at the, uh, the Smythe division uh, to probably produce the state champion this year. Uh, you would definitely know better than I, a little more in touch with the Virginia side of things, but looking forward to, um, hopefully uh, a good dose of it this year and a, a full dose next year. Love it. So off to CSHL here, guys, we're, we're, we're ripping through this quick. The North Division, West Potomac, 6-0-0, 12 points. We DM'd their coach to come on, but no reply. So, hey, come on now. Uh, Washington Liberty, 4-1, and always a powerhouse. T.C. Williams, a usual powerhouse that's usually undefeated every year. They started the season 4-2. and uh, They're starting to separate themselves. Those top three teams have separated themselves in that North Division. In the South Division, West Springfield, Four and three, Woodbridge four and two, Colgan two, three and one. I don't think every team is playing, but I can't be for certain. I have to go back and double check everything. But my guess for a state champion is between the three of West Potomac, Washington Liberty, and TC Williams. All coming out of that North Division. All coming out of that North Division, baby. So let's finish it here, guys. We're going to end the episode right here with Joe LaCour, commissioner of the MSHL. All right, guys, we now welcome on Joe LaCour. He's been on plenty of times before. He's the MSHL commissioner. You told me beforehand, you're like the, the director, the executive, this, that, and the other. You do everything there. Am I wrong? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I mean, we have a great group of people in the league yeah. that uh, I can delegate the conference running to them. 
And uh, you know, I worry about the big, the big, the, uh, the big picture in the state tournament. Yeah. And uh, but you know, basically, we make sure that everybody's on, on the. You know, what I try to do is make sure everybody's on the same page. And uh, you know, for the last what thir- 14 years, it's been working. Yeah. So when we had you on last, we pretty much asked you who were the powerhouses, who's who are the dark horses, this, that, and the other. But this year's different because not everybody is allowed (laughs) to play right now. So, so, so let me start with this. What all went down in terms of even getting the season to be able to happen? Because like we talked about beforehand, you got the CSHL playing, you got the NBSHL playing, MAPHL is out of the question, I think, at this point in the year. I don't think they're going to have a season, uh, any of those leagues. But you guys, you guys are off and running. So how much work went into it? And what all did you have to do to ensure that um, the MSHL could be on the ice this year? I wouldn't say we're running. I would say we're, uh, we're limping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, the, po- the political climate in Northern Virginia is much different than the political climate in Maryland. Um, mm. Northern Virginia, you can play hockey. No, from what I gather, there's no spectators. You can play okay, body yeah. check hockey. Uh, you know, with with the you know, which with the restrictions, either what the rink has, the county has, or what the PVAHAs does. Maryland, we're in a mixed bag. Uh, for example, Frederick County, you can play full, mm-hmm. full, full, full bore. Hagerstown, same thing. Uh, Hartford County, no problem. Now you come south. Let's go to Montgomery County. Right now it's shut down. Uh, okay. We can't we can't play games, and if we do play games, it's body it's body contact only. It's no check hockey. Same for PG County. They're open. We can play in PG County, but it's body check. It's yeah. It's it's body contact. No 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 check ho- hockey. Uh, let's see. The Eastern Conference is not playing this year. They decided as a conference. Uh, they didn't want to. They thought the risk was too great. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to second guess them. Uh, but there are teams there playing an independent schedule, right? Uh, so, but right now, uh, like Montgomery, our largest conference, can't play. Your most powerful conference uh, to in, argue that too. One of them. The how is same, yes, the same with the Howard Conference. Now, f- Montgomery's trying to get ice elsewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. They're, they're, I know they're talking to Laurel. They're talking to Frederick. Uh, Howard is playing games at Laurel and Frederick. Uh, so they're able to go. The Southern Conference oh, can't play that. because oh. of the restrictions yeah. by uh, the county. Uh, and so they're looking for ice. Yeah. Uh, and they don't play anywhere so, but Waldorf. <laughs> Well, play at Waldorf if you if you play for a team outside of the three counties. Yeah. So that so they can't play. And um, they, and they can all play just straight up shut everything down. Pretty like much. The county county the county itself said nobody's playing any sports. Uh, pretty much. Yep. I golf. And, I, I can still golf. <laughs> Yes. That's all yes, I got going for me. That's all I got going for me. Can golf. 
Yes. Even though the, my home course is a bit of a swampy thing right now. But uh, honestly, uh, you know, we're, we're almost on a week-to-week basis. Right. Uh, you know, okay, uh, what ice do you have available? Grab it, put a schedule together. Grab it, mm-hmm. put a schedule together. Uh, the Southern Conference is they're 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 looking they're looking they're looking mm-hmm. but at so, some point it gets too late right uh well we're going to march 12th the late uh, we're, we're doing okay. our playoffs we kicked it we kicked it back two weeks uh from the end of february to the middle of march uh originally spring sports was supposed to start march 13th right uh or something was supposed to, one of the seasons was supposed to start March 13th and we didn't really right. want to go beyond that. Uh, the high school nationals originally were supposed to be the following week. Right. And Glenn Elg has said they want to go. Mm-hmm. So we, we didn't want to go, go, uh, go beyond them. Right. So that's where we are. Uh, when you mentioned playoffs, uh, so that's interesting to me yeah. because you have to think, you like you said it's a week by week basis so mm-hmm. are you changing what how you guys are going to approach playoffs on that week by week basis cuz i imagine you're going to uh, have to set you're going to have to set like a game limit you can't have like a 2 and 0 huntingtown team shout out huntingtown just like make the playoffs like how are yeah, you, you don't get the game? ohio state benefit yeah, here right yeah you don't get the ohio state football benefit here like how are you guys going to do that is there a game minimum then uh like what's well, the deal with we that we normally had a 10 game minimum okay uh that ain't happening no, no. You'd be lucky uh, if five teams get ten games. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm hoping for is, you know, if three conference, if if Southern can't play, we're down to three conferences, and we yeah. voted back in September. If we're down to three conferences, there'll be no postseason. Oh, okay. So you wouldn't do like because so like obviously it's always the the top sixteen based on your power rankings you guys set up every year. That's just washed. You wouldn't do like if say if there's 18 teams that played all season, you wouldn't do the top 16 still and just let. Uh, uh no, we gotcha. You know, state tournaments right now in winter sports in other states are rare. Right. Uh, I know New Jersey's not holding a, a, a state tournament in hockey. Massachusetts, assuming their play, uh, yeah. won't. Uh, hold a state term. So if we're not going to, you know, we may not hold one, uh, yeah. which stinks, but if we, uh, but if we don't have a, a, a good chunk of a good hunk of the league playing, yeah, probably not, you know, right, it's probably right, not. Right. And I mean, for the, uh, for the seniors, it stinks. It's, it's terrible. It's, it, I couldn't even fathom it as a coach or a yeah. player, but I mean, Mm-hmm. I guess with having at least four conferences, what you could kind of do is take away the power ranking system in a way and go back to back in me and Bobby's day where you had to come out of your region. So you could put those two conferences against each other, two conferences against each other and have them come out like that. Right. Well, we had, if four conferences played, we had a 12 team playoff. <clears throat> yeah. You know, and we had it set up in a, in a, in a draw fashion because face it 
Montgomery County is the top conference. It is, yeah. Uh, uh, mainly because they practice two times a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Howard Conference doesn't practice at all. Huh. So they just straight uh, up play games? That's it? They just straight up play games. They have a couple of things in the beginning of the season and very few practices, if any. I know huh. last year, Marriott's Ridge didn't practice. Glenelg, I think, tried to, and they didn't. I don't, I don't think they had practices. And, uh, you know, it's like the travel just, team comes first. Yeah. Mm, yeah. In let's take Churchill's case, okay? The, I mean, the perennial champion. Yeah, uh, They practice at 5.30 in the morning on Tuesdays oh. and Thursdays. Oh. Hey, bro, let's go practice and but, then go to school. <laughs> well, exactly. I yeah. mean, some Minnesota make, high school stuff there. I mean, they practice. I mean, to take example, Churchill. You know, and people accuse me of my Churchill bias. Well, I mean, I don't have one, but I mean, there's no bias. They but keep winning. They're so. The best MSHL team that's ever been. What their um, seven state championships? Uh, nine total. Nine seven total? in a row. Yeah, yeah, it's nine just, total, it's seven not in a even row. Comparable. Uh, but what they do uh, because they practice at Cabin John. Mm-hmm. Churchill's right up the street. Churchill's not far from Cabin John. So the kids practice at 5.30, get done, whatever, shower, and then up to school. Right. It works. And they're not fogged over from all day in school and then coming to practice and having, you know, being a little, you know, tired from getting up early, going to school, doing right. the, the full debut and practicing later. It, it works for them. Does it work for every school? No. Mm-mm. But, you know, this year is, you know, but our playoffs will be 12. If we have a playoff, it'll be 12 teams. And, you know, four from Howard. I mean, yeah, four from Montgomery, three from Howard, three from Fred, uh, the, the Monocacy Valley, Frederick, and then two from right. the South. I think that's 12. And then you seed them, whatever, and you know, you have a pre, you have a prelim round, and then quarterfinals, semifinals, finals. No fans this year. Right. Oh, that's going to which makes oh, it tough because oh, that, oh, that, oh. that that Friday night game at the Gardens Ice House is just insane, insane every it, year. It's packed to the brim every it's, year. I mean, I can take uh, you know sometimes due to ice availability, we had to hold it on a Monday. Mm-hmm. No, doesn't Mondays matter. Though. Don't draw. Doesn't matter. Well, it yeah, yeah, it matters in a way, Monday but don't they don't draw as, as much as a Friday night. But those teams yeah. still get jumping. Those games still get jumping. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I prefer Friday nights. I mean, I can, uh, you know, it's it's a nice gate, you know, to be you know, it, yeah. it's a nice gate, and the energy that the kids feed off is, you know, something. Yeah. You know, that it changes, never it changes the game. It I mean, changes the game. It can. Yes. Um, you know, would the world junior final have been different if 18,000 people were in the Rogers uh, thingamajiggy up in Edmonton? <laughs> yeah. Good chance uh, USA gets yeah, blown you out got, that championship. You got 20,000 people singing, hey, baby, in, in Canada. <laughs> I think that's a different game. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it, but by the way, it, it was a hell of a game. But, yeah those 18,000 people going, go Canada, go would have probably given some more energy and, mm-hmm. and maybe 
score if one Canada goal. had gotten that first goal, it's and that totally was the key to the game. game. If Canada yeah. had gotten that first goal, I thought they were going to get two. Mm-hmm. And then if they'd gotten two, then it became a crapshoot. If they didn't, we won. Go USA. Thank God. Yep. <laughs> hey, no, so, uh, you want to, and about Ozzy, to, to take an example, last year's semifinals, Marriott Ridge was not scared of, of Churchill. No, they weren't. They that was took a very the good game, game to Churchill. I almost thought oh, that should have been the championship game. game. That should have been the championship game, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, but whoops. It's then it won the conference. Yeah. yeah. And uh, no, I mean, Marriott Ridge had three, two or three chances in the overtime to win it. They had they empty nets. Very good. And chances. it didn't go in. Yep. Oh, tremendous. Yeah. I Ten bell chances. That game. It didn't yep. go in. Yeah. And then it goes to penalty shots. Oops. But yep. that the key to the game was Marriott's Ridge was not afraid of Churchill. You can't. Too be. many times in the playoffs, the team saw the Bulldog on the jersey. Well, and that was three. And they were two or three goals down. Yeah. it's We made it this far, at least. We got to play Churchill. Yeah cool <laughs> right and you know and at at the end of the first period the game was over essentially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so but marriott's ridge you know well, that's well, who's the, the goalie with marriott's ridge last year gavin gavin's gavin something i think oh gavin uh unreal gavin Reagan, no. unreal uh, oh, yeah matter of fact his freshman that's going to state i thought uh yes i thought he yeah, was by far uh his freshman year he took him to the semifinals and then yeah. the coach put the other goalie in for the finals. Yeah. Uh, you know, oops. Uh, <laughs> and so I thought he, I thought he was a tremendous goaltender. Yeah. Uh, and he, you, you lost it in a, in a shootout. Sorry. You know, that's a crap shoot. Is that something but you guys year, would ever consider changing the, the shootout format in a championship game like that? Does that come down to ice time? Yeah. Yeah, it I comes mean, down to hey, ice time, I yeah. Know. I know, I know, I know Lord, the Gardens is very strict on their ice time, much as every other rink is, but if possible, is that something you would change? Uh, our championship game is two 10-minute sudden deaths. Okay. And if you can't get it done in 20 well, minutes of overtime. True. Especially in high school. Then, hockey, yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, we're not like Minnesota where we're going to go all night. Yeah. And if it's and if it's two and if if we're, not, we'll play at seven o'clock in the morning or eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> the next day to finish it up. Where the chance you know, is if this game's going to OT, it's probably five five in high school hockey. To be honest, four four five five. So uh, you know three three four four. You know yes. something like that. Uh, you know two two, rare. Yeah, rare, very a rare. Rare day. Uh, uh, you know, uh, but no, our, our I mean our our playoff format is ten minutes sudden death, up until the finals, and then. The finals is two, is two ten minutes sudden deaths, and then right. we go to shots. We don't have, <coughs> excuse me, we don't have unlimited ice. You know, right. I mean, it'd be great if the garden said, "Yeah, you can go all night." Well, wait a minute, somebody's buy it. Somebody's bought the ice at ten o'clock. Well, there's only fifteen hundred people in here. You guys can go all night. You would think, but <laughs> if we had, oh, we have. I think our biggest attendance has ever been eight hundred. Eight, eight, yeah. eight hundred plus. Now the private schools really draw. Yeah. Uh, when we played Mount, when my kids were at the math and played Mount St. Joe's, uh, that building was packed mm-hmm. to the gills. Oh yeah. 
and I was, was going, I was going to those games when I was ten or twelve years old. I didn't know anybody on the teams. It was, it was awesome hockey to watch. Oh yeah, and you know what? It was a war. Yeah, it was a war on the ice, and um, but at the end of the game, both teams respected each other, and that's what I like about high school hockey. Yeah, you know, is that at the end of the game, you know, one you're playing, you some of these kids are playing on the same travel team, so you know, it's not like they can go in and go. Yeah. <laughs> so you seen that kid in the locker room the next night at rest and Raiders practice right. or something, you know what story. I mean? Here's, here's a story. 2002 championship. DeMatha plays Mount St. Joe's Mount St. Joe's is the number one seed. Mount St. Joe's had the Tri-City Eagles 18U team had four, everybody, but one kid, played for Mount St. Joe's. One kid played for DeMatha. Okay. DeMatha rolls Mount St. Joe's in the final. PJ Aguirre, who was the, the DeMatha player, comes into the locker room next day for the CBHL semifinals <laughs> with the MSHL trophy, plops oh. it on the bench in the middle of the locker room. Jesus. That's a Bowie alum. That's way back, Bill. And the Aguirre's Oh, I know. Bowie oh, that's yeah. way yeah, yeah, back. Bowie guys. Yeah. Bowie guys. Bowie and now guys. he's a cop. Yeah. And now he's a, I think he's, he, he and his brother are cops in yeah. Bowie and uh, Anne Arundel County. My brother goes back with the Aguirre's and the Burgesses. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, hey, Gary Burgess, class guy, class family. We're but, very, very close with the Burgesses. Yes. Love it. All so right. Bobcat, so, you got honestly, it. for us, uh, we take it week by week. Uh, right. I know yeah, Montgomery too. has ice this weekend. I don't know where it is yet, but I know they're playing. So the and season for you tomorrow. is a nightmare. It's it's a nightmare for you this year. Yes, and I think, you know, for Maryland, it's a nightmare uh, just because yeah. of the political subdivisions that we're dealing with. Yeah. And, hey, you know. They're making their best guesses, you know. The, mm-hmm. You know our, you know our political masters are making their best guesses on what they think is best for us. Okay, I don't think ice rinks per se are a, are are COVID spreaders. I mean, our ice rink partners are tremendous on keep on setting up protocols to keep the kids as healthy as possible. Right, uh, and you know we, you know, we come in and we, you know, we, 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 we follow those rules. Uh, you know, I, we have kids that we, I mean, we've, we've had teams that have had to take a two week hiatus because of mm-hmm. COVID. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask how many teams have, have like really gotten affected by a coronavirus case going through their locker room. Uh, we've had one girl's team got it and we don't know how mm-hmm. uh, they got it from a coach. And the coach wasn't going anywhere. Uh, you know, the coach, you know, was not gallivanting all over creation. Uh, right. I don't know how it happened. Uh, but we think if it it comes into a team, it's coming in from generally something non-hockey related. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, certain teams do travel. Yeah. 
outside every, of the mostly every rink bubble. you go in, you're getting your thermometer, you're getting the thermometer to mm-hmm. the forehead or the neck. Like right. they're taking every precaution. You have to. You're getting dressed outside of locker rooms for the majority of the time, to be honest. Too. Or you're getting dressed in the parking lot, like yeah. we did when so, we were so, And it's getting old. cold. It's getting cold. I do have for men's league. And I'm like, dude, did, I can't yeah, take my clothes that, off out here. Piney this summer is getting dressed in the parking lot. Yeah, and that had a little issue. Uh, uh, yeah. But uh, no, but now that worries me because the kid's coming off the ice hot and sweaty. He's outside in 20 degree weather and he's and peeling gets, and he or she's peeling down. Oops. Yeah. Can we say flu? Sick. Yeah. Yeah. Except they don't get flu anymore. Yeah, you can't get the flu. No, they can't. No, they they, they don't. We're not. If, <laughs> the number of flu cases in the country are is almost dramatically decreasing. Yes. So uh, I mean, uh, so uh, you know, I wish that they would look and say, yeah, it it can work. You know, if you don't follow the rules, yeah, we'll shut you down. Right. We'll shut you down faster than a speeding bullet, but we're following the rules. You know, coaches are wearing masks. Players are wearing masks off the ice. Mm-hmm. You know, in some cases they're wearing, have to wear masks in like in Montgomery County, you have to Rockville. wear the mask on the ice. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we're, you know, and the, and the officials are great at it. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty much masked up now 100% and they're great at it. You know, so we're just, you know, week by week muddling through. Yeah, that's all you can do. And it's obviously appreciated by probably all the teams, all the players, because you don't want to be a player, especially if you're a senior, man. Like, I can get it if you're a freshman and you're sitting out, like, all right, I got to miss my freshman year or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you're a senior and you have a legit team, like you're on this Glenelg team that's 8-0 right now and you're a senior on that team, it's just like – you're you're holding on by a thread because you're like, I want this season to play out and we uh, we think we got a chance Oh, shoot, yeah. I mean, you know, BCC in Montgomery County may be the team to beat. Okay. Uh, the, uh, I mean, they torched Churchill. I mean, I see Churchill's only two and two, they, so it's kind of like, uh, yeah. I mean, and then Quince Orchard came around and torched Churchill. Uh, BCC has you know, always uh, been huh? right there, though. They've always been right there. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, they had a couple. Of, they had a couple of down years, but they have been yeah. always. They, they've always sat at that like third place spot in that Montgomery division. Yeah. Yeah. You had Churchill. Wooten. Yeah. And then, you know, and then you had, then you had BCC, Walter Johnson and Whitman fighting it out for the, for the, right. for the other two. Exactly. So, but BCC is really, uh, you know, I've seen them a couple of times. They, they look good. Uh, they were practicing at Laurel uh, just after a Howard Conference game yesterday. So I'm going, okay, at least they're staying hot. You know, they're staying busy. Staying active, keeping the blood flowing, keeping the skates yeah. grinding. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. Uh, I mean, Wooten has yet to start. I think they're going to start up. Uh, we're taking in the Cadets Hockey Club this I, year. Mm-hmm. St. John's, uh, right? The Cadets yes. Hockey Club. Cadets yeah. Hockey Club. Uh, but but it's anybody with a brain will put two and two together, especially with how much people talk. <laughs> yeah, right. And you know, but 
you know, but that'll be their, their a second team. We're not taking the big boys. No way. I was about to say, uh-uh. I was about to say, I, that's what I was going to ask you about. Like if you're taking, cause I've seen, I've seen rumblings about it the past couple weeks. And it's just like, if you guys take no. in that top no. team, that, that's a top team that went undefeated in the MAPHL last year and should have won that championship. Right. And if they had the nationals, they were going to go to nationals. Exactly. And uh, so, yeah, that was a very good team. And, but there's no way, because if, look, if DeMatha's prep team, Gonzaga's prep team, St. John's prep team, Landon's number one team, all played in the MSHL. Wouldn't be fair. It would be cannon. The rest, I mean, it would be cannon fodder. It'd be unfair to the rest of the teams. You know, the re- you know? Yeah, for comes to the rest of the teams. Uh, just the way it is, I don't have a problem with it, but mm-hmm. it's when we did the public-private split years ago, it was probably the sanest thing we, you know, it was probably the best thing we did to grow public school hockey. Well, there's, it all comes down to one thing. One can recruit, the other side can't. <laughs> you know uh, yeah. I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that's and the that's one and only big... thing that should really stick out to everybody is like, you, it, you, it's a competition of recruiting and not being able to recruit, taking what you got. Right. And that's, uh, that is, I mean, hey, that's not only Maryland, it's every state. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you folks from Minnesota will know, you know, somebody's got a great kid at Bloomington Jefferson and suddenly come and some Holy Angels goes, hello. And <laughs> uh, STA, St. Thomas Academy. Oh, hell, heck yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, yeah. I mean, hey, look, their college team was so good. They kicked them out of the whole conference. Yeah, yeah. So, Crazy. so Crazy. yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the same, you know, it's. We don't have, you know, we're from New, New Jersey. I went to a private high school. Yeah, they recruit. Right. And the public schools say, yeah, we know. And the, you just smile. Right. And deal with it. Love it. You know, yeah, I would, it. you know, I would hope to think that a lot of our public schools have good education, that mm-hmm. you know, the other kids are getting a darn good education at their public school. Uh, you know, so, you know, stay, but yeah, exactly. But I mean, yeah, you, you high school team that plays 45 games. Woo. Yeah. It's a little different than the high school team playing 15 to 20 games. And so, yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> well, this year, four, five, if they're lucky, but five, I think eight is going to be a great number. I think it the is Montgomery perfect conference, number, yeah. I think eight's going to be great. Uh, if the Southern Conference plays, they'll probably be six, five. Come on, Huntington. Get it going. Yeah. Can't win that you elusive know. state championship for the first time if we never get on the ice. But, yeah, it, it, it all plays for, into – uh, So, when I was in – when I was there in 2010, my senior year, we were the number one overall seed in the state and lost to that Adam Veltry glenelg team in the semifinals. Um, oh, yeah. Story. So, there's – well – we come down, we score, it hits the back bar and out. We start like mobbing each other. The ref says no goal. So they go down 5-1-0, take a one nothing lead. Two minutes later, the fire alarm. out anyway. The fu- well, well, yeah, the fire alarm goes off in the rink and everybody in the, the damn rink has to evacuate, including us and our skates. We all have to put our skate guards on and evacuate the dang rink. So that was tough. And then, yeah, my brother's team in 2012 played for it against Athelton. I think that was like a 6-4 game they lost in. Yeah. I mean, look, we've had – we've only had – Four champions outside of Montgomery Conference. Yeah. 
Mahal, it's a tough you know, league. It's a tough league. I only it, got to play eight games in the MSHL. Eight, eight games for Bowie High. Oh, as a co-op. And then you told me I had to go play for Roosevelt the next year. I didn't do that. <laughs> I called it a wrap on my high school career. When, when, when did when did you graduate? 2010. Okay. Oh. Me and JoJo Harding were on that team as co-op players, and then after that, it was, nope, can't do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, Bowie does not want to play for Roosevelt, but now they're no. now they're joined at the hip. But yeah, me and me and are. my buddy were in a private school in Laurel. So we didn't we didn't have anything, but yeah, mm-hmm. I got eight games. Had a lot of fun, and I think I was yeah. suspended the only time that we were to play each other in high school, Billman. Yeah, I know. But um, Joe, as always, we appreciate you coming on, man. It's it's good to okay. hear from you. It's good to talk to you, and it's <clears throat> we're super pumped to see your all the hard work you guys are putting into trying to at least make an somewhat of an MSHL season happen because you you want to play. You want to crown a champion, and you want to get you want to get kids on the ice. Yeah, most importantly, I want the, like you were saying earlier, Billman, the seniors especially. Like, oh, there's yeah. nothing I, like a nothing like a locker room. You got to feel for yeah. those kids. I mean, Howard County just killed their winter sports program. Yeah. So all those seniors, you know, who are playing basketball, no, you know, wrestling, whatever, you know, who, you know. Nope. I mean, you know, exactly. for a, you know, for a guy, high school sports, it's the glory and the girls. And yeah, no, no comment. <laughs> you know, not going to disagree. I mean, you know, I, I look. As I always said you score the game-winning goal for your, or you score four goals on the weekend for your travel team. You walk into school on Monday. Yeah, it's where's your homework. You scored the game-winning goal in the state championship Friday night. You walk into school on Monday morning. Legend. You're Spartacus. Legend. Yeah. You're Spartacus. You're a legend. You could walk down the hall and go, I'm Spartacus. That you're literally a legend. Is, uh, and also, it's playing in front of that crowd. Is yeah. travel hockey got a better mm-hmm. product, especially at the double-A level, at the national division? Yes. Uh, much better because better kids are all on the same team. But yeah. – playing in front of a big crowd and yeah. feeling that emotion Your classmates teachers yeah, parents friends. you that, go to a playoff mshl game you're getting more fans than junior teams are well yeah i mean okay another story my son played junior hockey up in the eastern junior league up way in massachusetts back. way back yeah uh is so, that jimmy James, yeah. 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 Uh, he went up and uh, sometimes the high school would follow them or sometimes their junior team would play, be, you know, either before or whatever. You would come in, the parking lot would be packed and they would be all in the rink watching the high school game. The minute the game's over, whoosh, parking lot's empty, <laughs> rink's empty. The only people who are in the rink are a couple of college, are some college scouts and parents, you know? 25, yeah. 30 people, you know, whoa, Oof. but Hey, you know, it's, yeah. uh, you know, that's what I like about high school sports. It's the crowd, you know, crowd, it's the atmosphere. It's, it's playing for your school. It's the crowd, the atmosphere. Town, uh, 
yeah, and I wish, you know, honestly, I wish Howard County would build a rink, outside, you know, an, a, an, another rink up there, a, a double rink. So yeah. it would not be as much of a travel for their for their for their fans to come down to Laurel or go over to Frederick to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I wish we'd had a second rink. I wish we had another two sheets in uh, Montgomery County. Right. Uh, so we could so we could I mean, we can't get any bigger in Montgomery County. There's no ice. You know. So we just yeah, it is what it is. We got to do what we can't what we can do around here. But like we, I said, we, Joe, oh, we, we deal with that. Yeah, we deal. Yeah, we, we, deal. We, we, we play the hand we're dealt. <laughs> exactly, that's how it is around here. But like I said, always a pleasure yeah. having you on. Good talking to you. Appreciate all the hard work you're going in, you're putting in on this year. And I really hope I'm really hoping we can get at least four conferences in and we can get somewhat of a state tournament this year. Yeah, I mean, you know, check out our, you know, we, you know, we, you know, we have our Twitter feed, hockey MSHL. Uh, you know, uh, check, you know, check that, you know, we, 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 yeah, we generally put our announcements out there. Our web pages, we try to keep current. Uh, and, uh, thanks for the, uh, Mon- monumental sports. They now have DMV yep. hockey scores. So every high school game now being played that's on the monument page will be reported out on Twitter. Perfect. I saw uh, that. I saw that. So I thought we followed it today, actually. Yeah. Clutch. Very yeah. clutch. Yeah, so Perfect. now there's one-stop shopping for high school sports, which I'm thankful for the to, to the Monument Sports people. There so, you go. Well, there it is, guys. The commissioner of the MSHL coming on once again, Joe Lacour. We'll have you on. Ho- hopefully, we can have you on to give us somewhat of a playoff prediction here in a in a month or so. Oh uh, yeah, That'd probably nice. end of February. You know, or Let's do you it. know, Let's put it this way: um, if there's no playoff, you'll see it on the webpage. You'll see it on the uh, on Twitter. Uh, if there is a playoff, you know, knock on wood, uh, we'll, uh, you know, we'll, uh, right. you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try to put the best show, you know, the, you know, the best, the bet, the best show out there, uh, in front of, uh, just parents. Love it. So, right, doing what yep, you can. You guys do, take but- care. Stay healthy. <laughs> Have a good one, Joe. Yeah. Just a dream. The next day you called me up. You told me I'm your little buttercup. You came over and you fell into my arms. Well, I know what I feel. Please tell me I love you. Just what I feel Please tell me